guys, it's RJ, your favorite podcast host of Instagram and YouTube fame, Teletalks. And this is Joe of Like My Pedals. I'm Will, and you're listening to the Just Surprise Me podcast. Probably not the only, but a podcast where three guys sit around and talk about random bullshit for an hour. Once again, we've got four guys. Uh, Jimmy B, back in the house, back with us this week. Hey guys, glad to have you back. Get on the mic, Jim. Shove it in your Dude, mouth. I'm on it. Was <laughs> <laughs> that okay? Much better. Uh, there you go. There you go. That's the level I, I know what hear it. that was. Can you can you identify it? I don't feel like I need to. We're going. Uh, we're going to let you peek behind the curtain here at the. Just surprised me, and this is the third episode we've recorded this evening. Um, yeah, it's uh, two a.m. here. One a.m. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, and they're complaining. Artie's complaining. It's eleven o'clock. Bitch, I've been up since like three o'clock. Sucks. So I. And I'm getting I'm over a cold. Except my three o'clock was actually your midnight. Anyway, we're all closing in on twenty-four hours of being awake, so this one is going to be a good one. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna lead it off here with topics. Okay, I got a, I got something. I'm probably gonna catch some shit over, but it's something I feel like I need, it needs to be said. I don't like having pets. Oh, I don't fucking understand. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I get it. The com- you know the camaraderie, the companionship, whatever the word I'm looking for is. But man, it was a George Carlin that said when you buy a pet, you're buying your own personal tragedy. I had a dog when I was. Yo, 18, 19. He was my dude, man. We went everywhere together. We hung out. He got cancer. I had to put him down. It was the worst fucking experience in my life. And I don't care to ever, ever have to do that again. Uh, another issue I have. You can't fucking plan anything. You can't do anything. You can't. Uh, we went to visit my in-laws. My mother-in-law has a English bulldog who is a cool, cool dog. But, like, she has to plan every section of her life around that dog's rigorous schedule. Uh, so, I want you, I don't know how you guys stand on this, if you're pet people, if you're not, obviously, I'm not. Uh, so, dogs are cute, cats are cute, they're awesome, man. They're, they're, I like it when other people have pets and I can come pet and play with their pets and not have to worry about any of the responsibilities that come with pet ownership. So, you kind of want like a pet Uber where you can just like... Rent the pet for a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't you want sound, you sound like a grandparent. I don't want them in my house. No, I damn sure don't want animals like in my home anymore. And I feel like I've gotten more like a grandparent. The older I get, the more I'm like, fuck that. So, where are you guys at on the pet situation? RJ, are you with me? Pretty. Uh, I was with you. Um, honestly. I was with you for a good chunk of my life. Um, But, you know, I honestly would not mind having another dog. Fuck cats. Fuck, fuck, fuck cats. If you're a cat person, you're a terrible person. Period. All right. I'm just laying laying it down, dropping it like it's hot. Fuck cats. But dogs, man, like, I kind of would like to have a dog. Um... 
with kid coming along, I really feel like having a dog for said kid would it's a good life lesson and um it not only will teach responsibility but i mean not to get fucking morbid but yes it would teach them about death and i feel like that's something you need to like these are things that you need you know it will teach you how to cope it will teach you how to take care of somebody care for somebody love some you know um and yeah I just, you know, think that'd be a, a cool thing for said child. Hmm. Yeah, my dog is awesome. Uh, I couldn't imagine not having her. She's super tiny, though, and you can take her anywhere, and no one cares because everyone loves her because she's super cute. Of course you have a fucking purse dog. Oh, yeah, she, she weighs three yeah. pounds, and she's white and fluffy. Why she got to be white? Because yeah. that's how Why Maltese are racist, dogs Joe? are. It's not my fault. They Always came that way. Actually, what do you mean they came that way? It was the people of Malta who bred their dogs to only be white that were racist. I just happened to get one down the road. That's not true. My parents had a Maltese, and it was gray, black, and white. Then it wasn't a Maltese. Maltese's oh, are all white. Here we go. <laughs> it was like a Malty poo or Mr. a Morky. Joe fucking knows it all. Interesting. Get Nope, Maltese dogs are always white. Yeah, I, I hated that dog. I'm not fighting them over it. It was the best dog. <laughs> They're the best dog ever. So, so not only fuck that dog, fuck that entire breed. They're so cute. The They're breed. adorable, and they don't do nothing. And, especially Joe's. Fuck Joe's dog. <laughs> Actually, Joe, I'm completely kidding. I love dogs, so it makes me happy that you have one. Yeah, you mine's super, super awesome and cute. She's so tiny. He drinks fucking White Claw and has a purse dog. Yep, and wow. and uh, don't forget angry. You know what that says about a man? Yeah. It, says, it says he has nothing. He has nothing to make up for. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I uh, to be completely transparent here, I actually got, I was excited earlier today. I got a shipment of essential oils in, and I enjoy those in hard seltzers. Hmm. And I let my my daughter pick my fingernails from time to time. Well, that's I, just, I have no shame. That's just good parenting. The seltzers, I mean, it's okay, man. They're delicious. They're so good. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> okay, Jim, you real quick, yes. I've had the new hibiscus from LaCroix. It's pretty fucking delicious. I can't get on with the hibiscus, man. I'm happy that you like them. It just, it's, it's very good. I don't know. It's like the floral essence of it just doesn't work. With like, I want like citrus. I'll try. To, I'm gonna try them again though. For you, I'll take a photo Thank so you, you know what happened. Yeah, because I love you. Why wouldn't I? Thanks, man. Anyway, I'm a dog person. Definitely a dog person. Yeah. Guilty. Um, Get on the mic more. I really like. Dude, come on, man. Okay, so I really like dogs. I've I always wanted a dog and. My parents never got a dog until I joined the Marine Corps. So even when my family got a dog, it wasn't until I was gone. Um, <laughs> I got my first dog, loved it. It was a Mad Max Blue Healer. And that thing was my buddy. Um, went through a gnarly divorce. The ex put the dog down. 
And what a terrible I was person. Devastated. She's, she's like out of like was it time for it to go or was it like out of fucking spite? No, it was three years old, dude. And they live oh, like eighteen years. What a piece of shit. So I don't really understand, but no, she uh, she put that down. I had a really? big American bulldog. She claimed that it nipped at somebody, which is impossible. That dog's never nipped at anybody. Even like when a kid did a like a pile driver off the top of a sofa back into its ribs while it was sleeping it would like look at it and like be like oh so cute and then like go back to sleep i mean like nothing rattled that dog so she had that one put down like she put down all my dogs she flushed all my fish she all that stuff so god what a terrible person <laughs> yeah, Dude, was, we gotta... it was it was uh i i really leveled I draw up. the line at flushing Sick. fish <laughs> We get, we yeah. gotta have some ex-wife stories, Jim, later on. After the, I'm off that and air. I want to, I want to know what kind of toilet you had because those were koi fish. <laughs> no, no, I had, I had sick. It was just I, a couple largemouth. Like I had a grouper. <laughs> it was just a couple Oscars. No big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, no, we. Uh, so I was dating my wife at the time when she was doing all this stuff, and I was just like, "Dude, this just happened." She saw the text, and she was like, "You know what? Let's go to the um, let's go to the animal shelter. You know, there's dogs there that just need love. You know, take them out of their kennel, walk them, throw the ball for them. You know, just you know, get your dog fixed from all these dogs." And I was like, "You know, that'll scratch the itch." So we did that for a while, and um, it, unfortunately, it's a shelter where they put dogs down if they're there too long. They just don't have mm-hmm. the room. And so there was this dog, and they only keep him for about two weeks. And there was a dog hello, that had been there about six me? weeks. Hello, hello. And every volunteer was like, this is the coolest Seriously, dog. can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Me? Yes, we're trying to ignore you so we can keep talking the conversation. Sorry. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I, long story short, I, I adopt Duke. He's a big, uh, he's a pretty large lab pit bull mix. And he looks ferocious as fuck but he's like the biggest dumb happy lab you've ever seen <laughs> it was the coolest dog and like i'd walk him on a leash like the guy would not like if i was walking him he would not pull on the leash he walked he like healed perfectly everything was great anybody else tried to walk him on the leash like he'd yank their arm out of the socket like my wife has like nerve damage in her in her right arm for like trying Hang to walk on. him. like he was a massive animal so he perfect dog Love kids, do anything for the kids. Refused to sleep in any one bedroom because he wanted to be able to see everybody's bedroom and go in and out at will all night long. Like no door could be shut. You had to be able to like go in there and check on everybody all huh. night long. Like it was pretty cool. And so, um, right before our fourth kid was born, he was probably fifteen, pushing sixteen, based on what the age. Because he'd been a frat house mascot for like eight nine years. And they finally oh, were like, man, oh, McKenzie. Dude, that dog has seen <laughs> some shit. <laughs> right. And a dog that big, like, you know, they're not going to make it past like 10 years, maybe 11. So we had him eight years after we adopted him. Like, that's a long, like, that kid, that dog lived a long life. And even based on what the vets were able to say, like, this dog was way old beyond his years. But, like, every time, the, like, when he met my two older kids from the previous marriage, like, he, like, he was kind of feeling a little achy or whatever, and, like, suddenly they were there, and, like, he was like a young puppy. Like, nothing could slow him down. 
then baby number three came along, like, he lived for that kid. Like, wherever he went, like, he was not just behind him, not just watching him. He was, like, right beside him. Like, the kid could have, like, pulled himself up on his fur. So, baby number four is almost along, and he's at the point where, like, if anybody comes within three feet, he's growling at him. Can't make it outside to go to the bathroom. I mean, just a bad scene. I mean, he'd lived a full and complete life. It was just too stubborn to die kind of thing. And for his own <laughs> comfort, had to let him go. So, about a month ago, we had to do the same thing with my wife's equivalent, which was a little Minpin Chihuahua mix. And he actually got, I mean, dude, that dog had been through everything. He got picked up by a coyote. He got run over by a Good truck. Lord. He had, like, he had, <laughs> when he got picked up by the coyote, or number three, he was, like, two months old. And, like, four big punctures in the abdomen. Like, its spine was basically facing the tonsils, and, like, the 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 fangs, like, pierced the abdomen in, like, four spots. There was, like, tissue hanging out of them. Like, it was really bad. Like, it was touch and go for about a week. So, we ended up getting him saved. He was stitched up. Dude, he was, like, a new dog at that point. He had staples going across his back where they had to, like, open him to put him back together. And, dude, that, I, I literally watched him mount a Great Dane. Like, that guy <laughs> had a new lease on life. And, like, part of the way he got out of the coyote's <laughs> mouth, like, he literally, like, he fought his, and clawed his, bit his way out of the coyote's mouth. Like, he didn't have front teeth anymore. Like, he didn't have fangs. He didn't have nothing. Because, like, he fought his way out of this coyote. And so he's like, but now he's like, bitch, come on. <laughs> and That's like, awesome. Man, woman, like, it didn't matter. He mounted everything. Like, he just, he ruled the world. You can tell, but anyway, about a month ago, he, uh, oh, so rough, man. He, uh, he got to pretty much about the same point. He had a couple of really big tumors that the vet was like, I'm not going to open those up because whatever's on the inside, I feel morally obligated to take care of. You're going to want to try and fix it. It's like, that's just giving him a death sentence. You know, you're either going to, like, go home and live his last six months with him and enjoy it and just normal pet owners or I'm going to take it out and we're going to shorten his life because we're trying to do treatments. He was like, yeah. well, alright. You know, and it got to the point where like, couldn't eat, couldn't do anything and like, if we went to the vet with him, I left with scars or like marks that would like become scars. I have so many scars. My wife does too. Like, he hates the vet. When we took him, he literally it was like, he just knew and was like, yep. This is the thing to do. And basically just walked in with us, sat on my lap, looked out the window, looked over, he gave me a lick. You know, like, I mean, he just, like, that was the calmest we'd seen him in, like, a week. Like, he knew exactly what was happening. And as, like, hard a decision as it is, like, it was the ultimate validation of, like, yeah. It's so here's, here's my question. Why in the fuck would you put yourself through that? Like, more than once. Like, I don't understand the appeal, man. I don't get it. Okay, well, I'd never had a dog before. When I met my wife, she had a dog. My ex put down the dog. Hey, Jim, can you get a little closer to the mic, please? Nope. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to make sure people can hear this. I have nothing to say. Hello? Hello? Did we lose you? 
uh, I don't know. It says you, it's still Can here. you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. continue. Now you're back. Sorry. Um, no, I was just saying, like, I never had to go through that. And then we got Duke, and, like, that was the first time I had to do it. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And we had to put down, down Benny. And that was, like, that was brutal. Because for the last couple of years, I worked from home. And if I'm at home, like, that guy was, like, cuddled up next to me. If I went upstairs, like, he followed me upstairs. Wherever I went, like, he was my buddy. Like, and if I was going out in the car and I wasn't going to work, if I was just going to go to Lowe's or whatever, he went with me. He went everywhere that I went. Like, he was my little shadow. Now for the last month, like, I have no shadow. And my wife was like, oh, you know, we should clean up his beds. We should move the doghouse over the side of the house. I'm like, no, man. Like, you can't erase that he was here. Now, I don't know. Like, to your point, like... Too, uh, something you brought up earlier was like why or like why are pet people crazy? I don't know. Will I think that I was probably crazy to begin with, and dogs don't <laughs> feel more normal, and now they're not here to feel crazy again. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, man. I guess it's just how you're wired. I'm just oh, not. Yeah. I'm just not there. Like I, you know, I think they're cute and they're fun, but man, I just no thanks. Dude, so the last since we're continuing with this sadness. Um, actually, the last. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. No, I'm not Isn't being sorry. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. Like, quite Bobby. legitimately, the, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, at one point, yeah, I was like Robert. with Will, but I had to actually put down my aunt's dog that like grew up in the same house as me. But it was my aunt's dog, and it af- like I never liked the fucking dog. Never fucking liked the dog. Right. But, man, she couldn't, like, be there when it got put down. And so I was there, and, dude, I bawled like a child. And I had no clue. I didn't realize how much this animal affected me and how much of, like, I actually gave a shit. It was uh, it was kind of a little bit of an eye-opener and kind of changed my stance. It was another reason why it's kind of, like, changed my stance on, on animals. But fuck cats. If you like cats, fuck you. I'd like All right. To say this so that being cats. said. Oh, wait. I don't typically like cats. But growing up, I had a buddy who had a cat named Afro. Was it Afro? And Afro was this crazy dog that you could leave, or this cat that you could leave out at night in an area where they always got picked up by owls. And he never got picked up. He was also the only cat I have not been allergic to. Jim. <laughs> Get on the mic, for fuck's sake. I need it in your mouth. Please put it in your mouth for me. Buy me dinner first. No. At least. You've been drinking vodka and, or I'm sorry, tequila and gin all night. You should be fine. You should be liquored up plenty. I haven't even broken into the gin yet. So all the, the pet talk, you guys still want to do Bambi shooting arena? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would like nothing more. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could uh, <laughs> make everybody. And everybody thought that was going to be a quick little breeze. Oh. Everybody thought it was going to be a fun, lighthearted topic with me bitching about pets and everybody started talking about killing their dogs. <laughs> Has anybody here ever, like, personally put the dog down? 
Like Old Yeller? Is anyone here? Yeah, like Old Yeller. Like, no. Is anyone here ever eating dog? Eating dog as a dog liver, I can still say this. It's delicious. Okay, so when did you go to China? Uh, I was 15. So <laughs> okay. Why right. does it got to be China? Because that's... Two years ago? It was typically like right, where they eat dogs? It was like two weeks before Hong Kong got passed back over. Yeah. Yeah, they eat dogs. All yeah, it's, it's not like a thing. It's German, like an actual thing. German Shepherd is not delicious. Rottweiler and Doberman, hell good. I'm not even going to say it. All right. I'm not going to do it. All right. I'm <laughs> not going to do it. But you're not going to do what? Get on my mic? Was that not make, on my mic? Make the joke. What joke? Uh, make the joke. Nope. Nope. I'm not doing that. Nope. Not going You're there. setting it up for. All right. All right. All right. Are you being racist Mencia. again? Nope, nope. I'm not, actually. Nope. Uh, anyways. Side note, so, guys. Uh, I just ordered my. I'm I'm so desperate for food, and most places have closed that I've now, uh, Grubhubbed uh, Taco Bell. Hmm. That just sounds terrible. Yeah, because it's gonna be like an hour before it gets here, so it's you know just gonna be sitting some jackass's car. Yeah, because nothing makes Taco Bell better than sitting around for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. I will be honest with you. If you're gonna eat tacos that have been sitting around that long, Jack in the Box. 99 cents for two tacos? Yeah. Yes. Dude, they can. I uh, personally witnessed them last Jim, two or three days. They're yeah. $1.29 now. Unless you order through the app, then they're 99 cents. That's highway robbery. Yep. They can still have my money, though. They're pretty fucking good. Wow. They're struggling around here, they're all closing. All the jack-in-the-box. There's one left that I know of well, in my area. All right, so now yeah, everybody's let's, let's, sad as fuck. And let's all, move it along. We've all killed uh, some dogs. You know, we, we, we talk about things changing our mood, and a lot of times people don't realize it, but uh, we watch these movies, and a lot of the mood setting isn't necessarily what's going on on the screen or the plot, but it's actually the music and the soundtrack we hear that go along with it that really kind of set the tone. So I'm just wondering, is there, uh, you know, some soundtracks that that stand out to you? Maybe not even the whole soundtrack, but certain songs from movies or anything like that that just, you know, really hit that spot for you? The one that stands out to me the most, my favorite movie soundtrack of all time, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, it's so good. That's on my list. That was on my list, too. I didn't even think of that one. It's so good. So good. Rookie movie. Do you think George Clooney actually sang all those parts? No. No, it's the, uh, what's the guy's name? Their actual band. Yeah. Oh, but I meant like in the parts where he's in the recording studio. No. That, yeah, it's, that's the band. It's, that's uh, the band. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, he, he lip syncs. Lip syncs it. Okay. I was wondering that. He does a really but, good job of lip syncing. Yeah, he does. Because yeah, it looks like he's actually singing it. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was great. The fucking soundtrack was incredible. Yep. I don't think I've seen it probably like five years. Or probably it's so good. I try to watch it. I mean, at least maybe twice a year. I try to check it out, man. It's one of my favorites all time, movie wise. Uh, I'd say an honorable mention as far as like being a. Re- it's weird, but a good, a solid soundtrack would be A Knight's Tale. 
<laughs> Dude, that was all my my runners up. That's a pretty nice. good one. Because who the fuck? Up. I mean, who the th- fuck would have thought that that would have worked? But it worked really well. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, the, the, there's two big people here that I'm, we're not gonna really go because you don't really know any of their songs by name. But you can't do movies without Hans Zimmer or John Williams. Those are like the two big big movie score people as far as like you know music that's not like just regular songs that you're gonna hear in Absolutely. almost every movie. You're going to hear um, it in literally every Spielberg movie except for one. Yep. And for HBO shows, it's, it's Ramin Jawadi. He does most of their stuff. What happened to uh, Danny Elfman that did all the Tim Burton stuff in the 90s? Is he, he still he's still, re- yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, he's still doing it. I'd prefer but, uh, I just want to get that Oingo out of the way because we, we, you got to acknowledge the, you know, the, the masters of this craft. Um, I got a bunch of movies, but I'm not going to go through a lot of them. Uh, one that I liked was Wedding Singer. had had a great, great soundtrack to it. What is it with you guys in '80s music? Uh, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was one of Adam Sandler's better movies, actually. Agreed. I won't, I won't argue with you there, but the '80s music, um, man. Another another honorable mention, and I think it has to be mentioned because I think they actually came up with the soundtrack before they came up with the movie. Is Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude, you stole mine. Oh, sorry. You should have said it first. Still never well, seen it. You know, it's hard to fucking, you know, say it first when Joe, you know, starts off the topic and then fucking gives his laundry and all stuff. Fucking yeah, Will I mean, started like it off. And, and Will did two of them, so I did two of them. Whatever. You, you've done more yeah, than two. he did two. one and a runner's up. And you're like, I've got a list. We can hear it unrolling and it four. <laughs> we know you and your list of ways. Allow me to right. consort my list. Go ahead. Go ahead and say Guardians of the Galaxy, then. It's good. No, I'm going to go with my runner up. And I'm only going to say it because it. Oh, what? A night's tale. <laughs> no, that was. My wife. So my same daughter was like, Dad, you know the one that we always listen to? And I was like, No, I'm not going to say that word. But I'm going to say it now. The Star is Born. You can oh, that is want. a good one. That soundtrack has not left our vehicles. Like our entire family. Can I leave now? First note, the last note. No, you can. You can choke on the dick hard day. Yes. <laughs> Finally, somebody gets some. I can't. I can't fucking hear you because you fucking are so far away. <laughs> your insults mean nothing to me, Jim. Maybe take the dick out of your ears and you'll be able to hear. Oh, bam. yes. Yeah, Star, Star is born. born is garbage. And uh, for TV show that. though, I only know that one song. Oh, dude, the whole movie is pretty good. This, like, there's a couple like songs movie. that are like a little more poppy than I'm into, but like the more I listen to it, I'm like, there is nothing about the composition or the production of these songs that isn't pretty spot on for what it is. I sure didn't like that film though. Oh, you didn't like it? No. Which version? One, two, or three? What are you talking about? I'm talking about A Star is Born. Yeah, it's a remake of a remake. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm talking about Lady Gaga and the, oh. the new one. Not my jam. Yeah, it was a little depressing. I'll give you that. It, kinda, it was fucking boring. It had oh. no plot arc. It was... If you saw the original, you'd see it better, I guess. Hmm. But you okay. don't have to. Watch the Christopher Stopperson and Barbara Streisand version. It's pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. Um, anyway... For TV show, oh, can, though, can I just say that I love that man? Off the big screen. What? 
Chris Christopherson, like, I love that man. Yeah, you talked about yeah. that on the country episode. This and that. I do. I love that man. Anyways, continue. No, he's he's great, man. He's great. He lives out here in California too, actually, up on the Central Coast. Um. Anyway, I wanted to touch on TV show soundtracks, and the one that always comes to mind for me is Peaky Blinders. Mm, that's a great got one. Those Nick Cave I love songs, that show. And it's just like it's so <coughs> raw and awesome all at the same time. Sorry, RJ. I'll get on the mic later. It's so <laughs> it's so raw and awesome all at the same time. I said that with the mic in my mouth. I, I'm I'm glad because I could actually hear <laughs> what the fuck you're RJ. saying. <laughs> I didn't really think about TV too much, but. Uh, Dude, there's a lot of good TV ones. There is. There's a lot of really good TV soundtracks, but Peaky Blinders, like, I know Nick Cave because of the Peaky Blinders. So, yeah, I'm, dude, that's like a great segue for me because honestly, um, I don't really have like a soundtrack. I actually have a composer who I religiously like just listen to stuff. I've literally, I did not get into The Walking Dead, the show. Until I knew that he was doing the music for it. He actually, because I knew he was doing the music, he actually is why I started watching it. And that would be Bear McQuarrie. He got his start on <laughs> Battlestar Galactica wait, wait, wait. remake. Can we all just stop and laugh at that? <laughs> Bear McQuarrie? Just the irony. That sounds like a bar in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, my God. There's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, you're such a bigot, Joe. I'm no, no, no. I'm I'm laughing at the irony. I'm, I'm laughing at Joe. <laughs> fucking bigot, dude. Yeah, that's funny. Um. Anyways, Bear McQuarrie. This guy has done a lot of modern TV. Um. He got his start on Battlestar Galactica. Um. He's done. Um, like I say, he did The Walking Dead, which he did the theme and a lot of that. Um, he actually recently did, uh, I believe, Godzilla, uh, the newest one. Um, and I just like, okay, he introduced me to Tycho drums and the Battlestar Galactica, uh, soundtrack. And ever since then, I've always wanted to own Tycho drums. And I thought, like, oh, this would be a cool thing to have and be fun. And then I realized they're, like, $10,000 for, like, a Tyco drum. Dude. Oh, yeah. You know how you get that. They're stupid. You sell a Expensive. kid. I only That's got right. the one. So you can always make more. On. Good kidney. <laughs> oh. No. No, I need both of those. Yeah, sell a kid, dude. You can make more. There we dude, go. I just thought of one that I had not previously thought of. Uh, do you guys remember the movie Wild Things? Nev Campbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack to that film was done by the band Morphine. Hmm. Interesting. But it was after Sandman had died, so there no, there's no lyrics. So it, it, the, all the movie in there is all Morphine, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. So I thought that was great as well. Um, I almost forgot of the when I was talking about the John Williams and Hans Zimmerman. I don't know how I forgot Michael Giacchino. He's the one who does like all the Star Trek music. As well as a bunch of other crap. Who wrote the the intro song to Parks and Rec? 
Oh, that's a good good question. That's, that's a great that's song. That's a catchy little boop beep pop doo boop beep pop doo boop. Speaking of TV, I don't know if you watch or not, but Westworld has a great soundtrack also where they do yeah. a lot of like modern songs on the player piano. Yeah, that's yep. always fun. Just think about how important the soundtrack is to it, or how memorable it makes. Because think about um, Cheers. Jaws. Jaws. Uh, fucking. Um, Batman. Yeah. Yeah, the original Batman stuff. It's crazy. Halloween. Why do you think, or Who's do listening? you think, Seinfeld, um, do you think we've gotten away from that? Yeah. In and TV? modern television. As and TV, more absolutely. Soundscaping and there's and no te- more jingles. Yeah, there's no more jingles. They don't have time because they got to fill more ad space. So you can't have a minute long intro. You can't have thank you for being a friend like Golden Girls. Thank you for being, being a friend. friend. Yeah, the 80s had like the best, 80s and 90s had like the best TV show theme songs. You know, you just, you don't have time for that. So they like totally take. Unless you're, unless you're HBO and you put Game of Thrones with like a three minute intro. Which is, yeah. R.I.P. Not really. Yeah, no, it, it it died a long time ago, like three seasons ago. Yes, we all know you're pretentious. That's cool, Joe. Yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> another. Uh... I was hoping you would be more snarky. <laughs> Come on, I was trying to pick a fight. <laughs> you know, Come on. Uh, fight another me. good soundtrack was Bad Boys 2. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar. Really? Give me some. Um. I mean, it's just like it's a list of like all the great hip hop artists of the late, um, or the, I guess that would be the early two thousands. But I know um, what was that song that was in that uh, crap? Now my mind just went blank. Um, is it Missy that had the title track? To what? To Bad Boys too. Um, I don't know that. I don't uh, know. What's this? Oh, the Shake Your Tail Feather song that that um Nelly and uh, Puffy did was the was the big song. Okay, but I mean, there's so many songs on her. I mean, it's got everybody. Nice. I, I don't even want to read them because I'll just be listing. Um, <laughs> I like that he's aware of the list. I'm trying not to list. He's trying not. He's trying so hard. I'm proud. Um, I'm kind of proud of him. You know, any Quentin Tarantino movie usually has a good soundtrack. Oh yeah. You can go through any of them; they all have a good one. Uh, same thing with um, the uh, what's the guy that does all those uh, artsy movies like uh, Royal Tenenbaums and Rushmore Wes and Anderson. Life Aquatic. Wes Anderson. All his movies usually have pretty decent soundtracks. Let's. Is there any? So. For a while there, I really wanted to get in. I got into scoring film, and I did, like, indie films and things like that. And it would get – there's there was this time where, like, there was only two kinds of soundtracks that would drive me fucking insane. You either had the big epic handsome or the – On every fucking movie. Or you had the fucking – um. Uh, what is his name? Nine Inch Nails partner Atticus oh, Venture. Yeah, where it was like this solo, lonely piano with like atmosphere. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, for like social yeah. network. It like there was like a good four years where it was just those two kinds for like every fucking movie, and it drove me insane. Are there any soundtrack tropes that you're like, oh, I'm so over it? Um. 
hmm, that's a good, interesting, like, look at this. I never thought about it that way. Like, is there any, uh, like, thing where, like, it actually turns you off? I think another one. Yeah, the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, that was outstanding. Hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> I think another trope that I fucking find annoying is... Let's take a happy song and put it in a minor key with a song. Oh, I love that. No. I love it. Like Oh, it's so good. Like fucking uh, I like when they put Nirvana in a mi- in a major key. It's so funny. That is funny. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh one of the ones that I hated was um I've got no strings for Avengers Age of Ultron. Not familiar. I, I, I he, he sings from, it himself. Well, I'm not just talking about Ultron that because thing. they actually did a musical for the trailer. They did do a musical piece for the trailer. I'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, no, because like they they put it in a minor key. But uh, if you're not familiar with the song, people, it's by Pinocchio. The it's, Pinocchio. It's Pinocchio. Yeah. I've got no strings to hold me down. Anyways, that song. Um. Another one of my favorite ones of all time was basketball. That's what was on that. I can't even remember. Well, Real Big Fish was the house band that that played in like the stadium. Mm. So they had like beer and like um, uh, uh, trendy, and they had like they had like three more songs in there. Sell out. It was like right when their their that album came out, uh, and uh, they nailed it. And then there was a bunch of other just like songs of that era, of that same type. Okay, fair enough. But Real Big Fish is the part that sold it for me because they actually were in the stands playing. You'd like see them up there. What was the band in old school where the guys like doing all the uh, the dumbass? Uh, the oh. I need you now, tonight. I fucking need you more than ever. What band was that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's gonna drive me crazy. And I need you now. Anyway, also entertaining. As far as soundtracks go. All right. So Best I think song we, in a movie? Best song in a movie is just, Eurotrip. Just single song. What is it? Matt Damon. What is it? Eurotrip. Get on the yeah. mic and we could fucking hear you. Dude, I'm I heard him. I don't know what he's bro. talking about. Eurotrip. <laughs> Matt Damon's the singer for this little band in a backyard party. You know, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. No. No. Nope. Have, you guys, have you guys seen the movie? RJ doesn't know. RJ doesn't know. Will doesn't know. Will yeah, doesn't weird. know. I'll post it to the group <laughs> when this comes dick. out. <laughs> I'm just trying to find an old school one for Will. All right. Uh, so I think we're we're moving on. Moving on up. Oh, uh, soundtrack. Here's here you go. In old school, Ryan Adams has a song. Nice. Great. <laughs> Damn it. So there you go. Um, yeah, let's move on. Well, uh, before we move on, maybe we should take a quick break, get reorganized here, and then uh, come back strong. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple. Hey, guys. Do you like listening to podcasts? You know yeah. I do. Well, do you like getting paid? Boy, I live in San Diego. I'm broke as shit. Of course I like getting paid. Well, I think I might have some good news for you then, because I found a way that you can also get paid while listening to podcasts. Please explain, Joe. There's a great app out now for any platform you have called PodCoin, and basically as you listen, it tracks your listening, and then 
converts that into credits that you can then exchange for goods um, that have monetary value. Wait, time out, time out. So you're trying to tell me that I'm going to get paid for doing shit that I do anyway? I mean, as long as you like Amazon gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, uh, Target gift cards, that kind of stuff, then yeah. Well, who doesn't like Starbucks? And who doesn't like <laughs> Amazon? You can basically get anything you want there. Can you buy Starbucks at Amazon? Actually, I think you can. Yeah, probably. you can buy probably, probably can. the beans. You probably can you, buy the beans. You could you could probably buy stock Starbucks stock. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that that app again was called Podcoin, and it's a great way to get paid while you listen. Nice. Check it out. All right, guys, now back to the show. Wasn't that a good ad? I thought it was a good ad. I thought so, too. That was a fantastic ad. It really added a lot. Oh, Oh, dad joke. All right, so we're back. We're back, and who's got the next topic? Paging and Mr. Jim Bowers. Uh, Jim Bowers. Jim Bowers. Jimmy B. please. Drop it on us, Jimbo. Right, so the next one is we talk a lot about music and bands, and we all play. But I'm thinking you got to assemble an all-star band, but you can only use players who were active in 1990, like you know MTV players, and you can't have more than five. Who's it going to be? And, and so we're kind of making like our, our Avengers, our 90s Avengers of musicians. Yeah, basically. Basically that, yeah. Uh, all right. So Do I, we have I, any other stipulations? If you can diversify it and not just make it all white guys, then that's a bonus. <laughs> all I, right. I, I didn't get too far off of that, but I tried. I tried. Okay, so my first one, I figure is kind of a... Uh, uh, I don't know. Kind of like a gimme, but I figured Dave Grohl, but I have him on drums. Oh yeah, that's where he belonged back then. Well, I mean, right. he's well. Period. I think he's a better drummer than a guitarist. But as a frontman, I forget why he plays guitar. But yeah. I mean, as a drummer, he's just a monster, and that was kind of my theme. I was like, who can I get that's just a monster player? So, for bass, I got Brian Reinland from uh, Bouncing Souls. That guy on bass is, he's not, he's no Matt Freeman. He doesn't play all the lead stuff, but like, if you listen to him play, it's nuts. If you look at his bass, there's about a half inch of wood missing, like, between the pit guard and where, like, his body rests. Like, I mean, he is digging into that like nobody's business. It's wild. But I, fi- I figured he'd fit the mix pretty well. Um,. Uh, as a singer, I got Greg Graffin from Bad Religion. Plus, he can play. Keys, I love you, so Jim. Kind of a bonus. Mm. You. Anyway, I, I, I feel like he could bring the punch. Actually, everybody that I put on here can do vocals too, but I think that he has that grit to kind of lead that part of the band. Um, on guitar, kind of the wild card here, I got Lenny Kravitz. Because I can <laughs> play anything. And, like,. That dude can't fucking wail, man. Dude, that guy can wail. But, and, like, I feel like he could lead a band, but I feel like he could also 
let somebody else be the front man and just kind of like almost be the music leader of the band from that point, you know, like he's, I feel like all these guys could lead or kind of sit back and just play with each other. I mean, they're all excellent, but I really think he's an underrated guitar player. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, and then I really wrestled with this, but for his songwriting abilities, I put in their Rivers Cuomo on guitar. Mm-hmm. Not to be the leader, not to be the vocals, but just I think that the guy really has something to add. And we kind of round it out nicely. I don't know. I mean, there's a million people you could pick, but I figured, I figured that band would be, be just kind of like a monster. They'd turn out hit after hit. Anyway. Hmm. I Interesting. Can I can see that. I've got a... All right, so we're going back. We're going strictly 90s, right? For this, mm-hmm. yeah, they had to be some. They had to be active in the nineties. Okay. Yeah, like somebody you'd see on YouTube or on MTV, or like yeah. VH1 in the nineties. All right. So I've got my my guitar players, are uh, and vocals are uh, Todd Lewis from the Toadies. Okay. Nice. And Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr. I lost a little respect from you. Well. Why? With your first choice. Uh, fucking hate the toadies man fuck you <laughs> oh shit no i really i really more for you bro more for you yeah. all right it is more for me i enjoy it uh the uh the drummer i don't know this one's kind of on the fence because i don't there i don't know if he was necessarily he was definitely active in the 90s i don't know how much mtv play he had but uh taz bentley from Reverend horton heat <clears throat> and he also played with oh, uh, the, the yeah they were they got play for on. psycho billy freakout yeah, yeah. Psycho Bill Frigo got good play. So, so we got Taz Bentley from the Reverend Horton Heat. Uh, the bass is one of my favorite bass players is uh, Tim uh, Comerford or whatever from uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah. I always loved the way he played, man. And as far as like my favorite '90s vocalist, I think MTV play is that uh, the girl, the Fiona Apple. I don't know why. I always fucking loved her voice, man. Ooh. That's interesting. Always this, loved her this voice. This band's going to sound really interesting. <laughs> right, and I think yeah. it would. I think it'd be weird, but I, I feel like she's, she was raw enough. I feel like she could do some pretty aggressive shit if she went that way. I'm not really familiar with her catalog. I just always loved uh, yeah, the way she sounded. Nice. So that's my, that's my all-star, 90s band. Well, here's mine, and I made sure I diversified it. It's got a spectrum. Um, I'm going to start with the rhythm section here. On drums, you have Mr. Carter Beaufort from the Dave Matthews Band. Damn, he's good. One of the best drummers ever. Because I needed a drummer who's that good to offset one of the best bass players ever in Les Claypool. Okay. Mm. A a Primus. All right. And then since they're both going off... (laughs) I chose two really good guitar players who both also have some diversification here. I went with Tom Morello, also of Rage Against the Machine, because okay. how can you not have Tom Morello? And then um, Easy. you might not know her by name, but uh, she was Michael Jackson's guitar player, Jennifer Batten. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Killer guitar player. Fantastic. She taught, or was the, the head at, at GIT for a while? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now... All four of those people in the band itself, I think, could actually come together nicely because their styles all can complement each other. And then here's the, the, the piece de resistance that just throws it all together. Because 
Les Claypool can do some singing, but he wouldn't be the main singer. The main singer would be Mike Patton of Faith No More. Hmm. You lost me on that one, buddy. No, nah, that would be it. amazing. He would fit perfectly with the style because he got a heavy. So fucking good though. It's right. got a heavy funk style with a lot of like intricate parts. Yeah, there'd be yeah. some intricate shit going on for sure. Yeah, but I mean, between Carter Beaufort, Les Claypool, and Tom Morello, that's straight funk right there. Yeah. And hard is heavy. Yeah. I'd say if you're gonna go heavy with that band, I'd like to see Danny Carey in that lineup. Mm, that'd be in cool. In place of Carter Beaufort. Yeah, I was just thinking technical skill. Danny Carey's got it, man. I've seen Tool a couple yeah. of times. He's fucking nuts. Well, no, I was just trying to think of, of uh, diversity and technical skill, and he, Carter Beaufort covered both. So, okay. Touche. 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 <laughs> Bonus points for all the diversity, Joe. Way to go, yeah. buddy. Yep, I, got, I got a woman. I got one guy who's half black, half white. One guy's full black. And then two guys that are full white, black. but less. Cla- I don't know what less. I don't know what less Claypool is. Less Claypool is something else. <laughs> Les Claypool's an alien. I think we all. I think so. Yeah, he is. He's amazing, though. Yeah, he's no Terran. Yep. RJ, give us your lineup. I actually have a pretty small band. Um, It's actually a three-piece because there's a lot of heavy lifting going on. So, first of all, person who would be on synthesizers, keys, drum machines, all that fun stuff. Mr. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, right, there. right? Then, for guitar sounds, um, and just, I, I would actually just take both of them. Uh, first one would be uh, Tom York. He's not like the greatest, but he could also interject with like keys and stuff and provide, uh, you know, connective pieces to Trent. Uh, Actually, no. And and I'd also have Ed O'Brien because I I have to have both of those. I have to have them as as a pair, right? No, you know who's doing the vocals? And I'll probably fuck up her last name. Uh, Dolores Oridian. From the Cranberries? From the Cranberries. That would be, I think. Huh? O'Reardon. O'Reardon. O'Reardon, whatever. Yeah, it's a weird name. Point being, she would be my vocalist, and then everybody else would, you know, fulfill their parts as is. Because I feel like with Tom, with like Tom York. That's a really diverse band. (laughs) With Tom York and Ed O'Brien and Trent Reznor, like they cross genres, they cross instruments. I feel like the things that could come out of that would just. I feel be like it's gonna be super like ambient. Yeah, and that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Absolutely, industrial ambient music. Yeah. Bam. I can dig that. Yep, I think it's pretty good. Yep, solid. You don't have anyone playing bass though. No, because I feel like. That that's the thing because like even in the like, synth I guess covers it. Well, not only just the synth, but like and no real drummer and no real. I I don't feel like you really need one because like again, it's like one of those things like one of them could literally if they wanted to do it live, they could pick it up. Like any of the any of those guys can pr- drum. Maybe not amazing, but Trent's probably the more skilled out of all of them. 
Oh yeah, Trent's an amazing musician all around. All around, and 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 that's my point. I just wanted to pick like heavy hitters, and but I wanted also to just have a solid vocalist, like, and I feel like the harmonies that you could do with Tom York and her would be cool too. I'm just saying, that's that's yeah, my could, that's my. Like if, you, if I saw her singing Plastic Trees, and him do like coming in the back, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I just, I think that'd be really a lot of fun. I would like to see them perform Plastic Trees, like that exact lineup. Yeah. What's cool is we each have, like, super different bands. For sure. So, so am I the only one that tries to hit that note on high and dry still to this day? You know, I'm talking about the song from the Benz where he gets super high. Oh, oh no, I've yeah. never tried. Dude, I still try to hit that, and I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Anyway, I think that was a solid topic. I think uh went better yeah. than I expected, honestly. Like, I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go, but but I feel like we all, uh, we all were pretty diverse, and all my people were white, but other than that, everybody else did a good job. Way to go. <laughs> I don't know. RJ's, RJ's band's, like, pretty much just... England. <laughs> England, yeah. In Ireland. I mean, other than Trent. I'm sure he has, you know, history somewhere there. I've been revisiting yeah. Radiohead recently, and can we, uh, can we all agree that Kid A was fucking terrible? Yep. <laughs> okay, do you want to, you know what, you want to hear something that's kind of mind-fucking right now? I just ma- mentioned all this, right? I'm actually not a Radiohead fan. Neither am I. I think they're extremely overrated. I'm not a Radiohead fan. I know that I can see talent, and there's like bits and parts that I enjoy from like like instrumental wise. It's like how I feel about Pink Floyd. I don't like Pink Floyd, but I can fucking listen to David Gilmour play fucking guitar all day long. To to me, you know who's the better version of Radiohead is Muse. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, they're basically a better version of Radiohead. What'd you say? I'm sorry. God, Muse is so good. No, I said Muse is like a better version of Radiohead. Eh, I I don't know about that. I do enjoy That's a Muse. band I want to see live. Actually, you know, band, like if you're looking for more mellow stuff, like, and you like Radiohead and you just want the music, listen to God is an Astronaut. Like, they're, especially their earlier stuff, it's straight up just Radiohead with no vocals. That's like saying that early Coldplay was good. Yeah. I don't listen to fucking Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your mom does. Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. Speaking of speaking of moms, you know, uh, there was one time when I never mind. I was going to tell a story about something, like, but I, I just completely slipped my mind. Jim, uh, can you remind me of uh, when, when you met her? how I uh, oh, how I can go on with this next topic? <laughs> All right. So stupid. This is, this is my topic, gentlemen. That's right. So... We just came off a long Star Trek stint, and uh, we're about to kick off our new spinoff series where we talk 
all Star Trek all the time. We're actually closing down Just Surprise Me, and we're, we're going to be the next greatest generation. Yeah, we're going to call the show Picard's Dog. That's right. <laughs> no, um, but no, it got so me stupid. thinking, just because <laughs> we are so just diehard sci-fi guys over her. What is your favorite sci-fi television series other than Star Trek? Are there others? Yep. Yeah, there are. there are fucking <laughs> a lot others. What the fuck is your problem? TV no, series? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one movie and a TV series then because I, I want to say this movie a fucking here. movie unless it's like I can a do movie, what I want to do unless it's unless you're talking about Firefly and Serenity. Nope, Starship Troopers. God damn, that's a good one. But no, <laughs> that's you a can't, great you can't, movie. You can't say movies. I'm just saying that one. I'm done. Okay. Starship Troopers and that. But my TV show, which I've said before, this is a sci-fi show, and I don't care what you think about it, is Futurama. That's a good one. No, I, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. take take away from that. Yeah. It's it's amazing, and it's super sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're going animated, I think Rick and Morty falls under that category of being pretty fucking great when it comes to sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. But my number one would be, again, I've mentioned it already today, but Bowstar Galactica. Yeah, that's right. Bowstar Galactica. Holy fucking shit. The remake. I was going to say, the original one was pretty shitty. The original one is pretty shitty, but I still watch it. Um, it's like Star Trek Light. Worse than that. Like, oh, dude. It's like really bad. It's like TOS Star Trek Light. <laughs> yeah. It's like the champagne of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. But no, BSG, dude, for real, the... The... The themes that it tackles in that show are still hit hard. You got to factor in that this is still 9-11 is still pretty fresh at this time when this shows on and they're tackling things like homebrew terrorism and and things like that, like really big, big, big topics. Uh, especially of the time to the point where it's like almost uncomfortable. Um, and it just tells a great story because at the end of the day, Star Trek's always about, oh, what what the best of humanity, right? It's, it's, it's the, it glorifies what we can do as a species, the greatest of the great. Bowstar well, Galactica. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Because other Star Treks don't don't do that. True, but hear me out. Let me let me finish my point. Battlestar Galactica is literally the complete opposite of that. It's you're at your your wits end. You've got no help, and it really shows like. Yes, it shows the will to live and to move on, but at the same time, it shows the struggle. And it just... Oh, it's so good. Did anybody watch this show? Does anybody know what the fuck I'm talking about over here? Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I didn't. Nah. 
Never seen right. it. Well, it's you good. need to go watch it. It's very good. It's only four seasons. Yeah. And each season's only like 12 or 13 episodes. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't even. Yeah. That's understandable, but seriously, go back and watch it. Or just watch the four-part miniseries the, that like started off the show. And That'd be like saying, I don't watch TNG because TOS sucked. Yeah, that's, that, mm-hmm. I, I like that comparison. He's completely yeah. right. Okay. Jim, what about you? Are you into sci-fi? Are you... uh, not as much as I probably should be, but... When I thought it was movies, I was just gonna go with Guardians of the Galaxy because I love it. But I I, I've still not, I've never fucking seen that man. I, I gotta watch. Really? That. Yeah. Never what? seen it. It's so good, dude. It's so much fun, and it's yeah, like it fun is. for the whole family. Kind of fun. You know what I mean? It really um, is. Yeah. My mom like chewed my ass when I told her I'd never seen it, and she gave me both of them and told me to, uh, <laughs> to watch it. But I've yet. Your mama's I, telling I really you like... to watch them, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mamas think... aren't wrong. That's right. Marvel Marvel really came into its own with the movies when they started introducing the space movies. Yeah, I think that it it made Avengers work. Like yeah. they were running out of things to do and then Guardians came out and was like, Oh, we can do all this. Yep. And that in like Thor when Thor got to Ragnarok. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. Um so I was gonna go with that, but I can't go with that. So, I've been trying to rack my brain real quick, and um, I think the only thing that I really see that I was super into and I watched all of was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and even though it's like a American, like, Earth-based show, it's like all, like, extraterrestrial activity that happens on Earth, so. Doesn't the newest series, like, literally take place in space, like the newest season that's coming yeah. out? Yeah, the last season did. It was pretty good. Another, uh, has it, everyone said one, right? Nope. No, okay. Then I'll wait. Will, go for it. Stargate Atlantis. Oh, okay, Stargate that, in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. SG-1, Atlantis. And you know what? I really enjoyed uh, the third one. What was the third one, guys? Uh, Destiny? I think so. Yeah, it sounds right. I really enjoyed that one. It was the gritty. Basically, it's funny because that show started coming on when they were wrapping up Battlestar Galactica, so they wanted like another gritty like spaceship show. Yeah, and but it's so not they, like it's not like space related though. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. Well, science fiction doesn't necessarily mean space. That's true. Yeah, you just always associate. Yeah, it just happens to usually do that. Which is what made me think about that, because I was trying to think of, like, other shows that weren't necessarily space-related. And another one I used to really enjoy that was science fiction was uh, Fringe. Yep. I never watched that. I saw the. I remember Guys. thinking it looked cool, but I never watched it. It's a cool show. We're, talk, we're, we're forgetting about one of the greatest shows ever. Come on, is that what you're doing? Mm, uh, X-Files. Yes. Yep. That was the X-Files. That was the theme. Okay. Jim, that was... you had to have watched the X-Files. A little bit, but... Funny Love the like X-Files. Seriously. When I was yep. growing up, it's like you couldn't get any television. So I missed a lot of that stuff growing up. 
Still to this day, one of the most memorable episodes of the X-Files for me, because I remember watching it when it came on as a kid. And um, that was the crossover with Cops. What? X-Files did I a crossover like with the that, Cops. I remember that, but I don't remember that. So, like, it was shot just like an episode of fucking Cops. And they're, I thought, yes. they're going okay. around in the neighborhood. And basically, they're interviewing these people after this, like, crazy event happens and, like, people get killed. And they all die, like, with their, like, worst fears. And it's shot like cops. It's fucking awesome. It, like, haunted me as a kid. And then I went back as an adult, watched the whole series, and I came across that episode. And, like, oh, man, it brought up so much nostalgia. Hmm. Did you ever watch Andromeda? No. <laughs> the, that was another one of Gene Roddenberry's shows. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember it. They remade it a couple times too. Or which one are you? Ta- what what time are you talking about? Um, I think it was one of the original ones. Uh. It the two thousand like early two thousands, from what I remember. What about the strain? Did you guys like the strain? Yeah, I was. I mean, it was good and not good at the same time. There were parts that were really good, and then parts that weren't so good. Can we talk? Um, can we talk about Firefly? We could talk about Firefly. Who likes a Firefly? <laughs> Chip said no. It's good. Somebody had to say it. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about movie slash TV, dude. The Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, okay. Terminator, the show on Fox was great. And to bring back nineties, uh, uh, what's her face was one of the bad uh, Terminators. Um. Cheryl Manson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Or yeah, Shirley Manson, whatever that. the fuck her name is. The singer from uh, yeah, Garbage. Shirley. Um, how did you... I heard someone else talking about it recently, but did you ever watch the show Altered Carbon, the Netflix show? No, I have not. Oh, was that good? Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, I, I'll give you the premise because it won't, like, mess up anything because it tells you all this in the first five minutes of the show anyways. But, like... It's in the in this future and where people like basically store their their brain like their mind their soul their consciousness everything on these little like discs, and then like they can put the discs into different bodies and become like different people. They call them sleeves basically, and that's how they live as. So like you have a person who's lived for like two or three hundred years, he just keeps like refreshing his sleeve every time the old one wears out. Hmm. And it's a pretty cool show. Um, it's only one season, it's a Netflix one, but it's it's definitely worth watching. I won't spoil the rest of it, but. It's real cool and science fiction futuristic. Uh, Let's check that out. Yeah, someone else was just talking. I think it might have been Kyle from uh, Tone Jerks was talking about that. What about Black Mirror? What do you guys? What's your What's your stance on Black Mirror? I never got. I like some of the episodes, and some of them I don't. Um, It just depends on the episode. The show makes me so fucking uncomfortable. Depressed. Yeah, I really. Yeah, the one where like the guy like had the vision blocked out, like where they couldn't see his kid, and then it ended up being the Asian guy's kid. I never saw that one. Oh man. What about the very first one when the guys got to fuck the pig? Oh, that was a great one though. I like that one. That one was funny. Crazy. You know what's funny? Because <laughs> it, it it brought you know. Pig fucker. Pig. It fucker. brought, you know, the whole uh, 
few years later, what prime minister, like, there was an actual British prime Tony minister. Tony Blair? Yeah, he fucked a pig in, in, in like, a, as, like, a sorority thing. And that ha- that came out years after this episode premiere, but is very hmm. funny. Someone must have known, like, what happened and then leaked it. Right. Um, like, I guess who wrote that show must have been, like, his roommate or something in college. Will. What? You were just talking about the show. How come you didn't bring up Stranger Things? Please tell me. I would consider oh, yeah. that sci-fi. Oh, dude. Absolutely. See, all right, man. These guys, uh, these dudes aren't, uh, they don't like Stranger Things. Jim? No, that's not I what love we said. Stranger Things. That's, yeah. We said season one was amazing and perfect TV, and then from season two on, they well, we haven't seen season three yet, but from season two was not up to what we thought it should have been. Well, it was still good, but it wasn't like eh, it wasn't like what people make it out to be. For me, it no, wasn't season even two that. was not awesome. Yeah, Se- season one season, was amazing. I mean, I like season two for what it was, but it was not season one. But it looks yeah, like that's, season that's, three. That's what our point was. Well, season I mean, three, I think... it looks like they're going on something totally different. Well, I, okay, uh, we we've been I've watched season three like in a day and a half. Uh, man, I feel like season one, I agree with you guys. It was great. It had magic that it was something kind of new and fresh. You didn't see it. And I mean, it did take a turn in season two. However, I really enjoyed season two because I mean, you know, spoilers, L was a fucking badass. And I, I enjoyed the action. Yeah. I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the, the, how they kind of ramped everything up and it wasn't just, you know, the, the mystery and the kids, the Scooby-Doo kind of feel, you know what I mean? Where the kids what, are checking out the lab or whatever. What drives me crazy, I, though, I is I just nothing. felt bad about Bob. That yeah, but it's sad. mostly, like, that not even suck. the show itself, but who everybody who talks about it, oh, it's so nostalgic, it's all 80s. It's really not. It's just a TV show with kids riding bikes around. That's not like what the 80s was like, necessarily. That could be said in any time period in any city. It doesn't necessarily have to be super nostalgic, and everyone's making it out to be this giant nostalgia fest. Well, who gives a shit what everyone's I don't making even... it out to be, Joe? It's fucking yeah, it I don't, I don't give a television. shit. Yeah, but that's I what everyone's not, like. Okay. Oh, you should watch the show because it's like the 80s. No, you should watch the show because it's got a good premise. Not because it reminds you of the 80s. Not because they're re-releasing new Coke and Stranger Things package. This is the guy who likes fucking ready... He likes Ready Player but it, One. Yeah. But see, Ready Player One actually is nostalgic and has something to do with the time period. This is doesn't. It's not like they're. Yeah. It's not like they're actually doing references well, my, to the eighties. My whole thing here is that it is solid television. So why can't you just have a Coke and a smile? Shut the fuck up and watch the show. Because I can't get the okay. damn new yep. Coke without buying the twenty dollars stupid Stranger Things package. But because Coke decided not to put it in the stores, and it comes as a free gift when you buy the Stranger you know Things what, package Joe? for twenty bucks. You know what? How I Met Your Mother was a great fucking television show. So fuck you. I, I, I wasn't bringing that up this episode, by the way. I hope you know that. <laughs> I know. That's why he did that. He's pissed. Yeah. No, Will. He's pissed. Will, he's Will now. hear me out. Hear me out, bro. Hear that me out. Old. I'm just going to cut this section out of the show anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have the power. Will, hear Damn. me out. No. I'm listening. Okay. I don't have a problem with Stranger Things. I think Stranger Things is a good show. I really love season one. However, I love season one 
because I loved the whole agency aspect of it. I loved the episodes where like it focused on the dudes in the lab and like the backstory behind that never really got on board with like all the kids. I didn't care about that. And so yeah, when that got focused shit. on more in season two, I was like, I don't give a shit because yeah, I, like, oh I my want God, a Will's, spinoff. Will's overheating. Joe, shut up. I'm talking. Down. I want a spinoff of the agency. Like I do. Basically, I want another X-Files. Like, well, and that's what it reminded me of. That was the nostalgia that it triggered into me is when I saw that, I'm like thinking, oh my God, this is like the X-Files. It's fucking awesome. I think, and I really think you should give uh, season, season three four. Straight? Well, I mean, yeah, season three for sure, but I feel like I think a lot of that's going to come more into play in season four. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. It's not like it's bad. Mm. It's just it's not as good as everyone makes it out to be. It's good, but it's not as good. as. It's not like the best show on TV. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's really not. It is. No, you're wrong. No, if you're one hundred percent wrong. Westworld wipes its dick across Stranger Things' face because Westworld's a much better show. The dolphins <gasps> suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm stating things that are facts here. Westworld is like a four hundred thousand times better show than Stranger Things. Incorrect. Uh, no. I don't know about that. No, it's way better. Okay. <laughs> way better. Dude, four hundred thousand is a lot. That is oh, lot. I know, and I'm probably I'm probably under I'm probably underestimating how much more better it is. More better, yeah, more Mo better. More better, more better. Well, anyway, I think we're done. I'm done listening to your bullshit. Damn, <laughs> you know it's been a long fucking night when Will's like, I'm just fucking <coughs> done. We're not even gonna make uh, this a nice intro. I'm fucking out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus well, hey Christ. guys, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, we forgot Jim's yeah. here. Joe. We're all grumpy. <laughs> my my mom my mom told me how you met her anyway, so Did she? She said, she said to say hi. Did she tell you like the uh clean version, the PG version? She or said the, you have very sensitive hands. Oh, yeah. It's um oh, you ever heard that song? What was that country song again, Will, where like the hands of leather turned to lace? It's Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> it was, Soft hands, it was, baby. Let the thunder roll in the lightning. Some shit. That's a completely different fucking strong stupid country song. song. Stupid fucking country song. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks You're a for bad listening, person, Joe. Jim. Uh, thank you for being a part of this bullshit. Yes, thank you, Jim. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's better than dysentery. So much better than dysentery. Absolutely. <laughs> Jim can speak from experience on that. I'll Although, take his word for th- it. This is the equivalent of hanging out in an Ira- Iraqi and porta potty. <laughs> no, no. This is so much worse. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Thank All you. right, man. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. And also, be sure to join us on the Facebook group where Jim always likes to contribute. Um, yep. We're not going to maybe get a summary because he was actually on the episode, so he, he, he had an opinion on all the topics. But you can have no, an opinion, too. Plenty, plenty to add, trust me. 
Okay. Well, you you guys can add to it too. Let us know what you guys thought. Build out your dream '90s band, and um, remember, the true genre of music that is gonna be the next greatest thing is junk. That's a shout out to our older episode, but junk. It's like Groundhog's Day all over again. We keep repeating these stupid right. topics. Anyways, thank you so much, guys. I've been RJ. And I'm Joe. I'm Will. And I'm Jim. <laughs> Bye.